Boston Celtics get an impressive win in Dallas. The Jays were awesome on both ends of the floor, and I really liked how the Celtics closed the fourth quarter. Let's talk about it right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry O.B. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day, and I got you covered every single day, Monday through Friday, with a free, fresh podcast that drops directly to your device, plus bonus podcasts when they play on the weekends, podcasts after every single game. So subscribe, watch the show on YouTube, hop into the comment section, let me know what you're thinking. If you're new to the show, I'm John Corrales. I used to play a long time ago. Now I'm covering the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal and for you, of course. So uh, I would love it if you spread the word. Tell everybody to check out the show. If you're new, stick around to the end. Trust me, I think you're going to enjoy it because the Boston Celtics beat the Dallas Mavericks 119-110. What's more fun than sitting around talking about the Boston Celtics winning a basketball game? Uh, we could talk about how today's show is brought to you by FanDuel, make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet, any $5 bet. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Later on, I'll talk about Grant Williams, who uh, actually played in this game, and you know that because of what the Celtics did to him and not what he did to the Celtics. I'll talk about what the other guys did in this game. Uh, some of the make-miss kind of stuff, which I think is going to be the, the overarching theme. I, I haven't listened to Lockdown Mavs yet, but uh, I think there's going to be some element of that discussion going on over there. But let's just start. I think the biggest story in this game is how the Celtics closed. And it's Jalen, it's Jason. They combined for 73 points. They were awesome in this game. They've had a, a little bit of a stretch where they have not been playing particularly well. And they didn't play perfectly. They didn't shoot well from three, but they played great all the way around. I think both guys deserve equal amounts of credit. They both did great jobs on both ends of the floor. They both had big clutch moments. They did a lot of different things. Just unbelievable. This is the classic. Uh, if you're saying this is the best duo in the NBA, this is the evidence. This You say, oh, well, I've got exhibit A the Dallas game because they were awesome and, and they were instrumental in how the Celtics closed the fourth quarter. Was the fourth quarter perfect? No. Did the Celtics settle for a couple of three pointers that they probably shouldn't have taken? Yes. But let's take all of the circumstances into account here. Let's take all of the circumstances that play into why I'm so impressed with how they closed this fourth quarter. It's the third game in four nights, right? They were, I think, pretty easy to say, fatigued by the end of this. Here's, here's the full rundown. Back-to-back, -back, third and four nights, uh, 11 games in 18 nights in this crazy stretch. 
three sets of back-to-backs, three sets of three games in four nights in 18 days. In that stretch, five games at home. After four of those five home games, they had to go right back out on the road. A couple of those were for back-to-backs. This has been a very difficult travel portion of the schedule. Home road, home road. Lots of games jammed up in into one. It's only finally starting to kind of ease up a little bit. They still have another three and four coming up, but at least all of those are home. So they have a big seven-game homestand coming up after this game in Miami. Bottom line for me saying all of this is I expected them to be super tired. I expected them to uh, fall into some bad habits. I thought this might just be somebody trying to take over and duel Luka Doncic down the stretch. The Celtics, I thought, really did a great job closing the fourth quarter in a very playoff manner. They closed this game by making shots, by taking good shots and making them. It's really important to understand that Dallas is a good team. They've been playing well. They can make a run. I don't think they're championship material, but they're a dangerous team nonetheless. Luka Doncic is an MVP candidate. Kyrie Irving, we know how good he is, uh, regardless of personal feelings and, you know, still lingering, you know, angst over, you know, what he did in Boston. All that aside, he's still a phenomenal basketball player. We know how good they can be. We knew Luka was going to have a takeover stretch, and he did. Uh, there was a a point there where it was just like, get to the right, right right-handed layup, right-handed layup, right-handed layup. He hit a three-pointer where it was like, okay, this is not great. I sat there, I tweeted about it. I said, this is a point where when he hits that three, he had not been having a great shooting night overall. He hit that three. I'm like, oh, great. Here we go again. Because that's my PTSD when it comes to the Celtics and being in Dallas that's the, um, oh, here's Luca. I know how this is going to go. Left elbow, le- left uh, a like break, being draped by three guys and hitting a three-pointer to win this game. We're going down that road again. I can see it. But the, the, the Mavs over the last five minutes were never able to string an actual run together. Even though they came down and scored on multiple possessions in a row, The Celtics answered those, and that's the thing. That's what makes this, to me, a playoff type of closeout. It's not that they came out and played this perfect style of Celtics basketball and they went on an 11-2 run to lay the hammer down. Like, that's all nice. That's great. You, You Obviously, that would be what you want. Like, if you're listing out the ways you hope a game goes, that's obviously at the top of the list. You go in with uh, you know an eight point lead, and you finish with a nineteen point lead, and you know you, you get uh, Jordan Walsh out there for a couple of minutes at the end. Didn't happen that way. Playoff games are going to be grimy. Uh, when you're fatigued, you fall into bad habits, and they didn't really do that. They came down and they made buckets. They didn't force three pointers. They took a couple that were questionable, right? But in over the last three minutes, they only took one. And the rest were free throws and good looks. And like Jalen Brown uh, in the mid-range. 
a place where he's super, super comfortable. Guys getting good looks at whatever good shot was available. And that's how you close this game. The fourth quarter is about making buckets because a team like Dallas, a team with the potential to put up a lot of points when the Celtics are in the playoffs and they face, I don't know, the Indiana Pacers with the potential to put a bunch of points together, the Milwaukee Bucks who are going to come down and score, right? They, they have that ability. Uh, Philadelphia just saw Joel Embiid score 70 freaking points in a game. These these teams have players. It's not just the Boston Celtics that are on the floor. If you flip it around and you say, hey, we're the Dallas Mavericks. We got Luka Doncic. Why isn't he going out there and score? This is what he does. He scores. So, yeah, those guys are going to do what they do. You pay Doncic to, to score in those situations, to have takeover moments to be like, hey, climb on my back, boys. And he kind of started to do that. But by making buckets. Just get to a point, get to these, these spots, Jalen, uh, taking on Luca, attacking Luca was huge. He went at Luca a lot. And I'll talk about that in just a second more, because that was really impressive what he did. The, the Tatum drive that ended up with the kick swing to Jalen for the four point play Beautiful. That drive drew the defense in. All five guys were looking at him. So by the time it kicked out to, to Drew Holiday and it swung around to Jalen, that overreaction is why he got fouled. Because it was like, oh, crap, it's Jalen Brown in the corner. Run, run, run. It's out of control. Boom, you foul him. And then later, Jason, again, another drive, dump it off to Holiday in the dunker spot, little jumper right there, little eight, nine-footer. Beautiful, perfect execution to get buckets. They can't come back if you keep scoring. So, yeah, maybe you close some games on a little bit of a shootout, so to speak, but if, if you keep matching them and just whatever it is, whatever basket it is that you make, you make. And that's exactly what the Celtics did in this game. So I am super impressed with all the fatigue and all the other things that could have pushed the Celtics a, a bunch of different ways. The fact that these guys as a team close this out the way they did both ends of the floor. Cause I haven't even touched on the defense. Really? I'll do that. I'll do that next because I, I have to get into the Jays and in the defense and all of that stuff. It was it was spectacular all the way around. Uh, let, let's do that in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book for a reason. Because even as the NFL season winds down and we get into the final couple of games of the playoffs and crown a champion, there's plenty to bet on in basketball and other sports. And you can do it all at FanDuel. All you have to do if you're a new customer. Go to fanduel.com slash locked on. You see it right in the bottom of the screen here on YouTube. Fanduel.com slash locked on. Sign up. Make any $5 bet. You're going to get $150 in bonus bets. So you get plenty of extra to play with on top of whatever you win on your five, $5 bet. I'm assuming you know what you're talking about. You're going to win that $5 bet. You get your $150 in bonus bets. Then you cruise through this app. Super easy to use this app. 
There are live same game parlays. You can even hop into the parlay hub where you can find the most popular ones that are being bet. You stack your bets together and that's how you can get. That's the parlay that maybe you can win a little something extra. You can find other bets in their explore tab. So you can see what other bets are going on there. And there's plenty, plenty more. So you can go have fun at fanduel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a lap. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL, and FanDuel has these awesome tools to help you protect yourself. We want to have fun. You want to use some of your disposable income, set your limits, set your budget so you don't get out of control. You're just having a little bit of fun, spending a little bit of money. Bet what you can, whatever. Make sure you stay safe. Use their tools, and you can have fun because you'll be gambling responsibly. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Hop on over to Lockdown Sports today, the first ever 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Go check it out. Put it on. Leave it on. Have some fun listening to real conversation, real sports talk. It's the lost art of sports talk and real meaningful stuff going on. There's going to be lots of stuff uh, about Carl Anthony Towns dropping 62, I think it was. Joel Embiid dropping 70 plenty over there so check it out wherever you get your podcasts actually i should say check it out on youtube because it's a youtube streaming channel regardless back to the jays who as i said 73 points combined um 39 for jason tatum 30 34 for jalen brown they combined to shoot 24 of 43 as compared to Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic, who shot 21 of 50. So uh, more shots taken, fewer shots made, 21 of 50 versus 24 of 43. Seems to me that the Celtics duo outdid the Mavs duo. And not only that, Boston's duo, Jalen and Jason, just relentlessly went at Kyrie and Luca, and they found uh, Maxi Kleber, and they found uh, other guys. They they went at Grant Williams for sure. They they found whatever matchup they could get. Um, they attacked it relentlessly. Uh, Tatum at Kyrie early on. Jalen at Luca. Jalen dropping Luca and the legit dropping Luca. Right, not one of those fake. I hate the everybody sharing the video like, oh, this guy dropped that guy. Oh, check it out. And it turns out he like tripped over somebody. He stepped, he actually got stepped on and he fell. And it's like, well, no, he actually didn't get dropped. He somebody stepped on his foot. This was a legitimate Jalen dropped Luca and hit the shot, which is the key element there. Because you can you can drop a dude with a, a dribble move, and if you don't hit the shot, then you've wasted it. Jalen hits the shot, then comes down the next play and draws a, a three point play, and then defends Luca, blocks him. I think is uh, all in like a very tight sequence. Just incredible, incredible uh, stretch there. But that's that's the difference. Jalen and Jason attacked their stars, but you couldn't attack Jalen and Jason. They played great defensively. They each blocked two shots. They each blocked a shot late in the down the stretch in the fourth quarter. They Jalen's, I think, was on Kleber. Um, Tatum caught, oh, who was it? Hardaway, maybe, uh, on the turnaround. Both both were playing just incredible. And then Tatum also had a steal 
late in the game. They, they both played really, really good defense throughout this. It, it's incredible that these two guys can be such good two-way players, but that's that's the, the beauty of, of this team and these guys. The Celtics' overall defense had moments where it was incredible. I, you know, I put on the, on the side of my uh, YouTube page there, uh, try to make the point where it's like natural, like, oh, the people listening don't know what I'm doing, but people on YouTube see me trying to like point to my graphic over my left shoulder. Um, I put make miss up there because for a stretch, it felt like the Mavs were missing. So they missed some shots that were like, oh, that you should be making those. Uh, and and they are. Uh, Scal mentioned it during the the broadcast. The the Mavs are as make miss as a team gets. And I was looking through some of the stats, writing my preview on Boston Sports Journal, and I'm like trying to find something other than if they miss shots, they're going to lose, and if they make shots, they're going to win because that's how every team is. But that's kind of what the Mavericks are. They either make shots or they don't, and they, they're just inconsistent with their shooting. So a lot of this was guys were not hitting shots, um, not until the end. Like even, you know, Luca got hot a little bit down the stretch, but still finished at 12, and 30, 12 for 30. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. had one hot stretch in the second quarter, and then that was it, kind of disappeared. Kleber didn't hit a single three. He was 0 for 3. Uh, he, you know, if those guys aren't hitting threes, if the role players aren't hitting through uh, Grant Williams, 0 for 4 from three, horrible. Uh, that's that when they're not hitting shots, that's going to be uh, a problem for them. Now, one of the 0 for 4 for Grant and one of the blocked shots for Jason Tatum was Grant uh, for the second straight game, a Celtic blocks a heave. But Tatum <laughs> was on a mission to block Grant's half-court heave at the end of the second quarter, heading into halftime. He blocked it. He sent it into the stands. Afterwards, he said he wanted to kick that thing. Uh, he said something to Tatum, to uh, to Grant, that he couldn't repeat, he said. So they were on a mission there. But the Jays were all around great. And this is the difference between a team that's competing for a championship and a team that's good, but still trying to find the right mix. Kyrie's a bad defender. Luca's a bad defender. Uh, they can have their moments, but uh, it's it. Look, I look at Luca 33 points. He had 13 assists, 18 rebounds, which is ridiculous. Now he had 13 defensive rebounds. All right, fine. Uh, that, that's good. He had five offensive rebounds. Three of them came on one possession where he just rebounded his own miss three times and still couldn't make the shot. But he had he had a good overall game, but he was a minus 13. This is this is the emptiest 33, 18, and 13 that ever I've ever seen in my life. He Luca has the stat line of a megastar, but he shot poorly. It took him 30 shots to get the 33 points, and he was 7 of 11 from the line. He missed free throws down the stretch. He was not his usual self, aside from one point in the fourth quarter, about middle mid, midway through the fourth quarter, I was like, 
yeah, this dude could be could be about ready to take over, but they couldn't defend at all. And the Celtics went right at those guys. And by going at those guys, you take them out of sorts. You you by forcing them to defend and by making them defend poorly, you do put pressure on them. And that could lead to bad offensive night. Again, it's defending with your offense. I love that phrase because by making them defend and expend energy, you're taking things away from them on the other end. It makes them tired. It makes it tough. So this was uh, all around. Uh, give their flower. Give, give the flowers to the Jays. Give them their flowers. Uh, Brown and Tatum were for you know they they catch they catch a fair amount of crap when they don't play well and they have had their stretch, but. This was an amazing one for them. Let's get to some of the other guys. I'll talk a little bit about Grant uh, coming up in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy because Prize Picks is setting projections for you, and you just get to pick more or less. So you see the commercials on TV, figure it out. If you think a guy's going to play better because his mom's going to be there. You pick more on his points projection, whatever it is, whatever sport you want to play. There's tons of sports. There's tons of options. There's tons of players and tons of projections. So you can go ahead, pick two through six players. You pick all six, you get six, you pick all six, you get them right. You can win 25 times your money. So go have some fun with it. Play the combos, play the specials league, you know, split it between sports. Go do, you know, Travis Kelsey touchdown receptions when when the Chiefs play uh, and then combine it with whichever basketball game is going on. It's all there. And if a guy gets hurt, you got a reboot policy. They're the only daily fantasy sports platform that gives you injury insurance. If a guy goes down in the first half, doesn't come back in the second half, that pick's rebooted. So you can play with some level of confidence. Go to prizepicks.com slash NBA to sign up. Use that promo code locked on NBA, all lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100. So there's money right there for you. You deposit up to $100, they'll give you whatever you put in there up to $100. Prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA, code locked on NBA, all lowercase. Prizepicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Go check out Locked On NBA when you're done here. I'll be there on the Wednesday show. we got rotating hosts all week long covering the league. There's plenty to talk about in today's show, so go check that out wherever you get this podcast. Also watch the show on YouTube. All right, let's get into some of the other performances because it's not just the Jays, even though they deserve a lion's share of the credit. Uh, credit to Drew Holiday, who had a big game. 17.7 rebounds, six assists. How about the guards rebounding? Seven rebounds for Holiday. Seven rebounds for Peyton Pritchard. Four for Derek White. That's big monster rebounding numbers. I thought early on, especially the Celtics, uh, were, the rebounding really they were contested rebounds. The I think if the Celtics weren't as strong rebounding in the first and second quarter this game would have been completely different because I think the Mavs were in position to get a ton of second chance points. And if you go and watch that, that first, the first quarter, especially for the first half overall, the, the Mavs had 
a handful of opportunities, five, six, seven opportunities where contested rebounds were grabbed by the Celtics and the Celtics got out and ran. Now, whether they made the shot or not didn't matter. If you look at five, six, seven opportunities, that's generally speaking going to get you six, eight second chance points. Well, the Celtics at halftime were up by six. So instead of being up six, that could have been tied. You could have been down. That's the rebounding is low key early on, especially an incredibly important element to this game. The Celtics rebounded well. Uh, Tatum had 11. Horford had six. Uh, I'm constantly amazed at the, the way Peyton's in there grabbing rebounds. Seven rebounds for Peyton Pritchard. He's just a good rebounder. He he works hard. He gets into position, and he gets the boards, especially these offensive boards. It's incredible. So, uh, Holiday, great, great game from Holiday, who hit some big shots, uh, especially that one on that, that left baseline. That was a, that was a big, big shot. And, uh, he kind of under the radar, a lot of these other guys, because it's just the, the Tatum and Brown show under the radar, Al Horford under the radar game. He had, uh, 11 points, six rebounds, three assists. And those shots were, were all big shots. Peyton Pritchard, uh, overall had, uh, not the the biggest night, uh, but I think his, uh, like I said, his rebounding was was pretty important. The six assists, you know, five points, six assists was was really good. And yeah, he he just had these other guys made they they all made contributions. Uh, so uh, great games all around there. Not a great game for Grant Williams. And one of my, one of my takes after the game was, uh, the, I, I really, I was really wrong about Grant Williams and that, that, um, departure was not as impactful as I thought it would be. And it was not as helpful to Dallas as I thought it would be for them. Now there are certain matchups that that Grant did, did excel at, like playing the Bucks, playing the Sixers. Very specific instances where Grant Williams was, you know, is is missed and you know could be useful. But once again, the Celtics know a little bit about what they're doing, and I, you know, can be wrong from time to time. It's the uh, it's what's the Simpsons line? If you're right 52% of the time, you're wrong 48% of the time. So that's uh that puts me at the 48%. So Grant was horrible, horrible in this game. Couldn't hit a shot. Not only couldn't he hit a shot, it wasn't even close. He wasn't even close on any of his shots. He just he looked like he was maybe too caught up in playing his old team, but he's not having the best season there. They said during the broadcast that he's having a tougher time adjusting than uh, he thought he might. 
and it's it's going to be a longer a longer process for him. But uh, the way he played, especially, just makes me think the Celtics really knew what they were doing when they didn't want to give him the money that he got in Dallas. Because if he was playing anywhere close to this, making the money that he got, it'd be a problem. It'd be a big problem. We would have the the tone of this season would be much much different. So. Oh, well, I was wrong. I still think he's a good player. He's obviously a good player. He's just, he needs time to acclimate. And Dallas probably doesn't want to give players too much time to acclimate like that because they're like, hey, we we want to win. You got Luka here. You got Kyrie here. They kind of want to win soon. But, yep, hand up. I was wrong about how much of an impact losing Grant Williams was going to make. So the Celtics know what they're doing. Celtics are off for a couple of days. How about that? A couple of days. So, but I will still be here podcasting. It's a Monday through Friday show. We'll have interesting, fun podcasts throughout the week. And then at the end of the week, they play uh, the Miami heat on Thursday night. And then, they play at home on Saturday against the LA Clippers. I will be doing a post-game show after that on Saturday night because that's what I do. Every post-game, Monday through Friday, I got you covered. Every post-game, I got you covered. And so we're going to take it all the way through the All-Star break, and I'm going to podcast through the All-Star break because that's what I do. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, open up your favorite podcasting app. If you're new and you've gotten to this point, Hopefully that means you want to subscribe. Audio, video, both. I'd love it if you do either or both, whatever. It's your choice. Everydayers, thank you so much for being with me. Every day, thank you. I love you. I appreciate you so much, more than you realize. Now, I would love it if you shared the podcast, spread the word, tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Tell them it's your favorite podcast. It's right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team. Every day.